Are you a life learner? This is Now Tell Us. I'm your host, Anthony Moirore. At Now Tell Us, we have guests come and tell us stories. They come and inspire us. They come and educate us on a subject. And every time that we have a guest here has always been a wonderful time. And that's a promise that today we are going to have a wonderful time because we have a wonderful guest with us here. Her name is author Rhonda Parker Taylor. And she's going to be here to tell us about becoming a life learner. But before she comes, let me thank you for being here with us also, our viewer, our listener. And if you would share this with your friends, we will appreciate. If you have a question on anything as we are going on, ask. We will be glad to answer. And if you have a comment on anything about the podcast, we love a feedback. So we thank you in advance as you go to give us some feedback. And now I wanted want to take one more minute because I know that Rhoda has a lot to tell us. So why don't you join me as we go together to meet with Rhoda? Here we go. Hi, Rhoda. Hi, everybody. So good to join you. Thank you for having me today. I'm really excited to talk about being a life learner. I think it's one of the most beneficial things a person can learn to do. Oh, yeah, that's good. And we are excited to have you here because we know that you're going to tell us a lot. Oh, well, well, hopefully I will learn as much from you guys as you will from me. Okay, here we go. We are learning and we are becoming life learners, uh, thanks to Rhoda being here with us. Now, why is, where is it in the world? We are always curious to know from which part of the world our guests are. So I'm right in the middle of the United States uh, in Indiana, just um, on the north side of Indianapolis, one of the largest cities in the Indiana area. Also, it, it would be comparable to a Chicago. You know, it's not as large as a New York or an L.A., but I'm really, in my heart, still a small town girl. I, I was raised in the, in the northern part of Indiana where in a small community called Noblesville. So if there's anybody out there from Noblesville, hey, how are you? Great to see you. And I'm, most of them will know me because that's how small it was when, when, we, when we grew up. Now it's getting bigger now. But um, it was a small community that you learned to help each other and grow from that from from that smaller, more um, intimate environment. That's so wonderful, and it's good that you greet the, our viewers or our listeners. So, if there is someone there listening to us or watching us, we will also be glad to know from which part of the world you are listening or watching us from, and uh, we appreciate your presence. Now, so you can put it in the comments. Now, growing up, you mentioned something there that is important, uh, something that uh, I've had guests come on my show and tell me, hey, Anthony, reading your book, I discovered that we were raised in, raised in a different way. When 
talking about growing up and helping one another. Uh, the sense of community from where you're growing. Uh, how how was how how did it impact your life back then when we are, you're growing up? So I, my community, like I said, was was not this normal city environment. It was I would consider it more of a uh, farming or small community. Although we were not farmers, we lived. You know, there were farms all around us. Um, the the center of Noblesville was kind of the lifeline, but it was also surrounded by a lot of um, city and state parks. So, you know, we would ride our bikes, we would, you know, go to the parks and, you know, ride the carousels or play pet pet golf or go swimming. And so our canoeing in the in the in the lakes and streams. So it was it was I would say kind of a wholesome um raising but at the same time everybody participated mm -hmm. so let's say that you wanted ice cream it was not uncommon that you know all the kids would ride to the ice cream shop or grandpa's candy store and they'd ride their bikes or walk or whatever and you didn't end up in this community but then the adults still watched out for the children so no matter where you were there was still the adult presence saying, okay, you know, you, you know, you need to get home. It's almost dark. And there was no street lights unless mm. you were in the city center. So, you know, you knew you weren't, you weren't gauged like the city, city children were you were yet when the street lights go, go on, you go home. No, it was either a, a bell that the neighbors had that was dinner time and you could hear that you hear them ringing it. And then you would, all the kids would run home and get inside. So, um, firebugs and you know, a lot of people may never have even seen a firebug but back then we would chase them and try to catch them and watch them light up in our hands and and watch the stars so it was it was a community that knew everybody mm -hmm. and knew your strengths and your weaknesses and tried to help guide you at the same time well wow, that's wonderful and you talk about having no city lights and uh, <laughs> so we get the idea of why it is that you're coming from and then we are seated here this is 2023 almost going to 2024 and i know you've achieved much in life and uh, we are looking to enter into a new year and we need to have some inspiration some hope of the coming year and one of the ways to inspire the listeners is tell us what became of you from that place that of limit having some limitations and what have you been what's your career where have you been what have you have achieved so far so um growing up like i said it was so it was so nurturing but at the same time as a young woman wanting to explore the world i wanted to see and i wanted to explore so one of the very first things i did when i was of age is i i wanted to go to college but i wanted to go as far away from that small town as i could get and i ended up going to at the dallas area for my my associate's degree and then i got my bachelor's master's and my doctorate my journey was exploring not only who I am, mm -hmm. but what the world is and what it has to offer. Because what I learned from taking that big jump leap, leap of faith and going to a larger community like that was, oh, wait a minute, there's more out here than 
cows, chickens, you know, firebugs, um, lake streams. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I, how do I navigate this? How do I learn? How do I explore? Luckily, you know, m my family was fairly diverse in their raising me to understand different cultures and people. Mm -hmm. So um, that helped me. So I was able to say, okay, wait a minute, I'm in the city. What am I going to do? But I had to always practice being prepared because mm -hmm. when you don't know what you don't know, then sometimes you have to take a step back and listen and learn from those around you to, to determine, okay, wait a minute. Do I believe this? Do I not believe this? Do I, um, do I want to practice this or do, is it something I should be avoiding? So my first lesson in life was discernment. Mm -hmm. How do I discern good from bad? And how do I discern what's best for me? And just what I accept that is somebody else's, you know, belief system. So mm -hmm. let life learning is not just about books, because, mm -hmm. I, you know, academically, I, I read all the time. And obviously, with me being an, an author and an academic researcher, that's part of my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But life learning is also reflection. Mm -hmm. What am I believing? Is it an accurate belief system? Is it um, something that I learned from others, you know, in the, the environment around me? Or is it something that, you know, that I've created my own maybe biases or, you know, or thought processes? So it's important to stay disciplined to reflecting and how I kind of navigate that is I go through a process every three years to five years of doing a life balance assessment for myself. Mm -hmm. It's one I created for my students, but it's, uh, most people know what SMART goals are when they're dealing with them for their, maybe their careers. Okay, mm -hmm. in three years, I wanna do this, and five years, I wanna do this, and 10 years, I wanna do this, but that's not what all life is all about all the time. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have to make money. Yes, we want to be, you know, progress in our lives. But there's other things that you have to learn to develop also as a life learner. How am I navigating my relationships? Mm -hmm. How am I, am I being a positive influence in my community? Am I treating my pets, you know, the way they need to be, you know, treated? Am I treating my own health the way, mm -hmm. you know, I'll never forget the first time that the doctor said, has anybody ever told you you're diabetic? And I'm like, no, you know, I, you know, when I was younger, maybe I get lightheaded or dizzy or, you know, and I, my mom was a big no carb person. You eat more proteins. And, and so, you know, it may never have shown up on a health screening. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, you can't leave. And it was just that, you know, for a, a flu shot. And she mm -hmm. said, they're like, your, your sugar's way too high. And then I had to think about all the things I changed in my life. Mm -hmm. I was eating more carbs. I was eating more sugar. I was not, I was not exercising. So sometimes life lessons are not just about books. It's about navigating who you are. Mm -hmm. And what you need to improve and finding the journey and the lessons of what you did before and what you need to change now. So that's why every three to five years I do, I kind of reevaluate myself. 
Yeah, that's good. And thank you for sharing that. And you mentioned of all the different areas that we have to look at. Now, we have a guest with us uh, who's watching us, and his name is known as Ahmed. Okay. And in one of the areas that he would want to have some want to have some improvement and some advices from you is regarding because she's she's a, a master's student and uh, he or rather he he's a master's student and he wants to know some advices regarding business opportunities or how to go about his career. Now, there's something that you didn't mention to us, Ahmed. You didn't mention to us what it is that you're taking at university. Maybe that could be more helpful. So, but but you can give a general view sure. on taking on careers and business uh, opportunities. The first thing is preparation. Mm -hmm. Okay, you, you're getting the education in there, but are you also already networking? Are you talking to your instructors? Sometimes people think that the instructors or the people around them, uh, you know, are more of a parent role, but really they should be taking a mentoring role. Mm -hmm. You need, because as soon as you get done with your education, you have to step into a business opportunity. Like he said, where, where do I do it? Well, those people are the ones that are going to give you the references. Where are you going to get your references from? Mm -hmm. So, and they will also know the people in the area um, that you're living in Kansas is, is what the, what you, what he, what he, um, he had put. So, you know, those people also already know what, what's out there in your community. They also, also most colleges have a career center. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're thinking about, doing entrepreneurship. I come from an entrepreneurial background and I, and I have my own consulting company. So, um, but the one thing that my father always made each of us do, mm -hmm. you must work for somebody else before you worked for him. Now, when we were younger, we would do the bending of steel and we work in the plants and, and the, and the, um, powder coating line because it was a steel manufacturing plant. We could do those kind of works, but before we could step into a manager's role or a mm -hmm. management role or an office role, we had to go to work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to be an entrepreneur, I would say find that area that you would like to work in or that you feel like you already have some skills in, and then you should work for somebody else before you work for yourself. Mm -hmm. The reason they have the processes mm -hmm. and you'll learn about the forms. You'll learn about the software programs that are good and bad. You'll learn about the supply chain. You'll learn who, who provides the, the difference, the different, um, different types of things that, you know, whether it be manufacturing or whether it be in, in service. Now I worked for my dad for a while. Mm -hmm. And I found out, and believe it or not, my background is in first as an, a BSM, MBA, and then a, a doctorate in, in management and leadership. So you would think I'd be great at numbers. Mm. Guess I can do them on Excel mm -hmm. or, you know, SPSS, but guess what? I'm awful. <laughs> you know, I can do it, but it will take me twice as long as someone that's naturally good in math. Yeah. So I really had to think, what am I good at? You know, and then I realized my passion was people. 
mm. and developing people. So to to the um, it was Adbar, is that right? Um, is Ahmed? Is Ahmed? Yep. Yeah. So what what I would suggest is first write us a list of the skills that you're best at. Yeah. Is it math? Is it, you know, is it the soft skills of business? What is it that you're really, is it technology? Boy, technology is blowing up everywhere. If you're good at it, technology, learn how to do it. But pick something that's new and fresh. Everybody's doing the digital now. You mm. know, we're past that. That's kind of like the dot coms. We're past that, that learning curve. Unless you're really a, a gangbuster person out there, you better start thinking about more like AI or some of these other newer products that you want to, you know, you want to support. But pick the skills that you're good at. Mm. And then what are you passionate about? Because you're going to be doing what whatever this is for eight to 10 hours a day. You know, so if if you are falling asleep in your class with it, you're probably going to be unhappy in your business life. Hmm. So find the things that you're passionate about. And the one thing, that, the other thing that my father would always say is, it's not about always your passion. So I'm saying, well, it's your passion, but it's not, once you get into what it is, it's about the people. Oh, it's about the people. It's about the people. He would say, I never want my business sold. Mm -hmm. I wanted to stay in the family, but all these people that work for me are relying on their income. They're relying mm -hmm. on this business. So it's not about, oh, I want to go buy this new car and I can put it as a business expense. Or it's about making sure it's a solid organization for whoever you're employing and then mm. learning how to be a good leader. So the opportunities are out there that, you know, sometimes people say the American dream or the business dream is not, is, is diminishing. It's only diminishing if you're, if you have the wrong perspective, hmm. the perspective is that you become a boss and you never work. That is not the right perspective. You hmm. don't become a boss not to work. You become mm -hmm. a boss to work more. Wow. <laughs> and how many times do you hear that? Oh, I want to be my own boss because then I can do my own hours or I can do this. No, that's, you know, you have to stay disciplined as a leader. So whether mm -hmm. you choose to stay in, you know, corporate America or a small business and, and allow them to take the risk, because maybe you don't have that opportunity to take the risk right now. Um, you might get that opportunity later as an entrepreneur. So it's it's never a never, but first work for somebody else because they have a structure, even if it's not a good structure. Mm -hmm. You'll learn what's working or what doesn't work. In a, so there's learning lessons. We can complain about structures that aren't, aren't working, but it's still a lesson. Yeah, it's a lesson. So maybe we wouldn't him to change it or maybe make proposals for it you know to change things but it's still a lesson you're learning what works what doesn't work and you're also learning how to navigate that oh good so uh ahmed says that uh, he's in he's telling us he's in supply chain management that's, that's right. what he's studying and the, the only challenge that he's have, having 
according to him, is because he's an international student. He's struggling mm -hmm. to in in networking with people. Yes, I I could see how that would be. First, then what I would do is find the community in your in can the Kansas area that is of the same nationality, mm -hmm. and then also find. I don't know if he has sponsorship yet, but finding organizations that will sponsor. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because, and then probably in doing that, you're going to have to go with a multinational organization because a multinational organization may not only just sponsor you if you're wanting to stay in the United States, but they may have opportunities where, let's say, if you're from, um, Barcelona or um, Indonesia, you know, I'm not really sure the nationality here. So um, you can maybe find someone, you know, an opportunity where you can work with um, an organization. A good example would be I did a um, emotional intelligence um, study for multinational mm -hmm. leaders, okay, and domestic leaders. And mm -hmm. The CEO of the Indiana Division of Firestone was from Poland. Mm. So he worked in both Poland and the United States. So finding okay. the opportunity of organizations that are doing business in regional, national, um, um, nationality will also provide opportunity because languages they're going to need they're going to need someone that's going to work in the plant wherever you know um wherever you're working for so i would be networking and finding out what organizations do businesses do business both in the united states and in my original um national national of or na nation of origin hmm Wow, that's very valuable. Thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, we, we appreciate. Well, and uh, I believe that Ahmed is gaining some insights from what it is that you have shared. Now, I, as, as you're calling yourself author, we haven't talked of what it is that you've authored. And I discovered that early this year, you came up with a book known as Crossroads, is a suspense novel. Uh, tell us about your writing, Jenny, please. Oh, I would love to. So Crossroads is a journey of learning. Okay. I mean, it's a fiction mm -hmm. novel. And it's a, um, a kind of an Agatha Christie clue suspense novel. And you're thinking, what a business person that's in academics take this journey? Well, one, I turned in proposal to my superiors one time. And so I made a commitment that I was gonna write a best-selling novel one day. And when I hand, got handed back the proposal, there was one word circled. And my boss said, you used the wrong word, insure. Now this proposal was gonna save them over a million dollars. But the one thing that stuck out in his mind was the wrong word, whole proposal. Now, they did implement that, but I thought this has been a, a challenge of life, and that is making sure, and I still today, if I'm 
text message. I something about the way my brain is wired. I'll think I've got it all in there. And as soon as I see all five typos, you know, there's something that it's probably a learning disability in there, working too fast, not, not you know, not detail oriented. But there was just there's something in there that I had to say, you know what? This is something I need to do for me. And then I had been working mm -hmm. in some volunteer groups in Indianapolis, and I learned some of just how unfair sometimes the world is to people, and especially in the justice system. Mm -hmm. Even when you think that there's mm -hmm. a winner and a loser, and you're like, yeah, that's right. That's the way it's, it's still, it still doesn't feel right because people are lo losing their lives or that, you know, there's something bigger than just, yes, this is right. This is wrong. And so I started mm -hmm. working on the thoughts of, of Crossroads. And then I realized it wasn't just developing a fiction suspense novel that, you know, that, that is in, in, in a jury trial. I was developing people and characteristics of people that had real challenges and problems in their lives. So the, even the, mm. the jury foreman, were, that she has everything going for herself and she's a workaholic though. And she's trying to navigate being at this trial and things, you know, the deadlines are being missed, you know, things are getting dropped and people are getting upset because she can't d devote the time she needs to one area of life and then people start getting sick and dying around her and it, it's a journey in reflecting who can you where are where are your emotions and are you navigating those emotions correctly so the three emotions that it um, follows is anger fury and jealousy and so mm. as we have all had at some point in our lives, um, what Proverbs says about anger is anger is cruel. And when you think of any time you've ever been angry, I, I'm sure you're like, you know, you know that you're not, your mouth isn't right. You're, you know, you're saying the wrong things to people. It is cruel and it's cruel to yourself. Mm. And fury is True. overwhelming. And when you're furious, mm -hmm. that's when the road rage hits and every, you know, nothing fits right. And, but who can stand before jealousy? Envy makes mm. the bones rot. And that's actually in Proverbs. Yeah. So for me and for all of those people out there in the world that, you know, sometimes you have to think about how you're treating other people, especially if you're in leadership positions or, you know, um, you're looking into some things that you'd like to navigate in the future. If you don't have control of your own emotions, then you can't find the lessons that you're supposed to learn because you're too busy up in your own head. Mm -hmm. And so elevating others and learning not to and learning to be okay where you're at. You're a student out there. You want to you want to maybe, you know, get your citizenship or you're a student out there and you want to get an opportunity or you're a student out there and, you know, you want, you know, to get higher education or maybe you're a leader out there and you're not understanding 
um, why other people are getting your promotions. Start looking at it like you're sitting in your doctor's office. Mm. And, and my, why would I want to do that? Because once one name's called, you're the next one in line. Mm -hmm. And so if you can get out of the envy and start elevating your peer group, then what you're doing is you're surrounding yourself with people and networking and growing rather than shrinking your networking group. So success stories can only help you learn when you're already past adversity with each other. So think of the, um, the team model. There mm. you get together, you're assigned on a team. Well, whether it be school, work, um, community service, or even your home, you get into a team and then guess what? As soon as the as soon as the honeymoon part of it's over and you're done being nice to each other, there's gonna be a storm. Yeah. And that storm is people trying to figure out, okay, how are we gonna do the processes? Who's gonna cook dinner? Who's gonna do this? Who's going to, you know, um, make the coffee in the boardroom? Who's going to do the writing? Who's going to do the editing? Who's going to do the technical part? you got all this storming going on. Mm -hmm. That's normal. So if you sit there and pick each other apart, you'll never get to norming. And norming is where you figured it all out. You have mm -hmm. to learn to communicate that. And when you get done with the, nor with the norming, guess what? You start performing. So there is a process there that we all have to stay disciplined. And sometimes hopefully you have a good coach or a good team member, whether, mm -hmm. you know, if it's your home, it, you know, traditionally we would say it's the male figure of the house, but guess what? Anymore, it could be the woman in the household that's, you know, and accept the roles. And mm -hmm. then once you accept the roles, then you, and and you start you can start putting okay this is what you're doing so this is your deadlines this is what how you're going to handle things you know you're going to bring this i'm going to bring that and these are the skills that we bring to the table so mm -hmm. it's it's making sure you don't give up on that team process if you start bad talking um tripping each other in the hall at work or at school or wherever, you know, or at home, even we could do that, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if you start doing that, guess what ends up happening? You're tearing each other down. Yeah. yeah. Reducing each other instead of building one another. Yes. Yeah. And if reducing what, what happens in your life if you reduce each other? Then final you, you, you get, you become obsolete. You, I mean, you, become nobody and you all end up losing yeah so, so the life lesson in that one is not only realizing that you have to participate mm -hmm. but it's also realizing that you have to communicate and then you also have to take empathy and understanding of others feelings so that's that emotional intelligence model when you can start listening to other people and navigating their emotions then you realize oh wait a minute there's more here so like in crossroads although it's a fiction novel and it's a you know it's it's um 
you know, more of a whodunit suspense thrill, it does that because this woman is taken out of her normal daily routine. Okay. And she's put into, you know, a jury, you know, pool and never navigated a legal system. She's, she's sitting there. She, you know, she's working with, you know, uh, a household mother that's glad she's in jury duty because she's out of the house and doesn't have to deal with, you know, with the children anymore. And then she's dealing with the, um, the man that's um, the um, bailiff that, you know, he's a, got a Southern, you know, mentality that she just doesn't understand. And he walks slow and he's, she's like, come on, let's go, 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 go. You know, so sometimes you have to navigate world, the world and realize, wait a minute, that's my way. That's not their way. Hmm. Yeah, there has to come that time when you've just got to figure out what is around you and um, take the right path to as well right. you want and understand other people that you are around. Now, we want to thank you very much, Rhoda, for coming here. Our time is almost up and uh, we'd like to close. And you've told us so much about uh, life learning and especially mentioning that. Uh, even though your book is a uh, fiction, there's a lot of learning going on there. And then we also thank our guests for watching us and for feed, uh, giving us feedback, asking questions. And especially today, we want to thank Ahmed uh, for him being here. Thank and, you, Ahmed. Yes, uh, he appreciates us. He loves our podcast. Uh, just like other viewers and listeners, they love our podcast. Thank you very much to each and every one of you who love our uh, podcast. And uh, it's out of this that we get to improve. It's out of this that we get the inspiration to keep on moving. Uh, we, myself and our guests, that is how we get to keep on moving. Now, Ahmed says that he's actually gained much from this ep episode and he will be preparing for the best in 2024. Oh, that's good. That's a great attitude. Yeah, he's hoping that he's going to find an internship soon from whatever it is that you should, the advices that you've given. Yeah, and that's what I would, I would, I would try to find, you know, who has, like I know, you know, there's a lot of businesses, supply chains is, is a big one. So I'm sure you can get an internship or an opportunity to do, do to, to work with somebody. Mm, yeah, he's going to find some opportunity. So, Ahmed, thank you for that. Uh, Rhoda, thank you very much for that. Now, this is to you, Rhoda. Ahmed is hoping the best for 2024. I know you don't only hope yourself, you plan and strategize. What is it that you, we are waiting from you for 2024? Well, first, there should be two more, two more books, one novel, and, which is part of the series of Crossroads. And then you'll also see a, um, the, a workbook on life balance, how to keep your life in balance, but still progress forward in all your areas of life. That should be coming out the end of January, beginning of February. Um, I will still be doing academic research and career development. So if someone needs help in navigating that, I'll be glad to help them in any way I can. They can reach out on my website, rondaparkertaylor.com. And for me personally, my goal for 2024, other than all these, the career ones that, that provide that, that oomph to my life to put, to push forward is to stay 
aware and of who I am and what my purpose is and not get moved from that. Because many a times when you're a helping person, you move yourself from your own purpose to helping someone else in their purpose. So for me, it's to continue to navigate to my own purpose and fulfill myself. Wow. We're going to steal notes from you. <laughs> well, we'll come back and we'll I'm do another. I'm going to be more aware of uh, my service and uh, whether I'm putting myself in a, a difficult situation by everything that I'm doing in my service to people. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's okay to be a service to others. Yeah. Don't let your projects become you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to put the you have to put those healthy boundaries boundaries out there. Wow. Wow, what some wonderful words. And uh, this episode has been so rich. Thanks to you, Rhoda. We really appreciate your coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's uh, such an honor that you've paid us a visit. And also thank you, each and every one of you who's been watching or listening, even if you get to watch this or listen to this after it's recorded, like many of us do, then we also thank you for taking your time. You can always leave with us some feedback on our platforms, follow us, uh, subscribe to our channels, and don't forget to follow up with Rhoda Parker Taylor and especially Ahmed because you'd want more advices as you said head head on to www.rodaparkertaylor.com it's there on your screen it's also in the description you just can you, you can just click there and uh, land on her website and uh, that's about it thank you very much once again Rhoda thank Thank you. Have a good day, everybody. Be blessed. Yeah, be blessed. Uh, and uh, we wish you a great 2024. It's hard to believe we're here. Yeah. This has been Now Tell Us. I've been your host, Anthony Morore. And together with our, our guest today, author Rhoda Parker-Taylor, we are saying have a wonderful time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs>